Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we're going to talk about imprecatory prayers. You know, the kind of prayers when you pray that God gives justice against your enemy. Reverend Al Houghton is going to talk about part two in his trilogy. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have part two of our live in-studio interview with my dear friend of over 30 years, Reverend Al Houghton, who has come to our studios from California. He has written a trilogy of books. Uh, the first one we talked about on yesterday's program, The Sure Mercies of David. Today we're gonna talk about part two, which is Jesus and Justice talking about imprecatory prayers and prayer for justice. And then tomorrow, we'll have a special show about God's layered love. Welcome to the show, author and teacher, Al Houghton. How are you, sir? Good, Gordon, it's good to be here. It's a privilege to be with you. So I'm honored to have you in our studio. It's been a long time since I've seen you, but I remember back in 1989, before I ever got married, I was a YWAMer. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was attending Word of His Grace fellowship with Pastor uh, uh, Joe and Pam McIntyre in Kirkland, Washington, and you came up as a traveling teacher and you prophesied. You, God gave you a prophetic word for Mary and God gave you a prophetic word for me separately. I don't, I don't even think we were dating yet, but, but eventually we got married and God, we have seen God work out those prophetic words in our lives for the past 30 years. I just wanna thank you for sowing Jesus into the lives of a young couple way back in the day. Amen, it's a privilege. And one of the, one of the tough things about the prophetic, and I really backed away from the prophetic in, in a seminary because I saw people prophesying what they wanted to happen and really hurting people. And, uh, but the Lord said to me, look, I, if you will faithfully speak what you see and what you hear, then I will uh, take care of it. I, I will build it into the lives of people. And so many, probably half of the people who come to me today, I often apologize for the tough prophetic word. And your wife was one. And I told Mary, I said, Mary, I'm so sorry I had to give you that word. And she said, don't be, because <laughs> she was on her back. I saw her on her back. Yeah. But then she recovered. And you know, you, you tell people these and she things. she came through standing and tempered like steel. Was, which was the word. Yeah. God is putting steel in your backbone. Yeah. And she had to have steel in her backbone to walk with you through what you've been through. Well, my life is an adventure just for me. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like to have to drag her along. So thank you for encouraging her. I, th I think God did use that to strengthen her. but you actually hear God speaking or you see God shows you images and visions? What, what does it feel like? What do, what do you mean? Well, when, when often what the, door, uh, the Lord does with me, and he works with all of us differently. He, he works with us according to our personality, according to who we are, where our comfort level is, where, and, it, and you get to know the voice 
uh, or or what God shows you. You you get to know how the Lord communicates with you after a while, and you get more and more comfortable as you develop in your gifting. And so, oftentimes, when I start praying for somebody in a meeting, um, I I look what what am I, what are you showing me? What do I see? Or I will look out at people, and all of a sudden, I will see something concerning a person. And so then I know, okay, God is saying, look, I want you to speak that or pray that over that individual. And the gift of prophecy is related, I think, closely in 1 Corinthians 12 to the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom, yes. the, the three spoken gifts. Yes. And those are supernatural. And you've seen you know, supernatural knowledge come to you with, that you direct towards a person. What is their reaction when they hear it and it's really from God? It, well, the reaction is always peace. The peace, God gives peace. Jesus said, peace in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but I give you peace. Yeah. So peace is really, I believe, the first, you, there's a know that you know that you know. So peace settles on your spirit when you get a prophetic word and you witness, I call it a witness to the word. So you get a Holy Spirit witness and that usually manifests in peace. And you've also seen um, some of those prophetic words profoundly impact people physically. I mean, you've, you've experienced healing yourself. You were I talking have. about yeah. on yesterday's show, you were physically raised from the dead. You, you've got to see yesterday's show if you haven't seen that interview. Uh, but what have you seen, how, do, how does Jesus minister to other people around you? Well, oftentimes, uh, with me, he, I am a prophetic teacher. Yeah. So, for example, the, when, whenever uh, Donald Trump was running for president, uh, I was shocked that Trump would be running, and uh, I thought, okay, God, I know nothing. About, what are you saying about this situation? And um, I prayed about it, and what the Lord gave me was um, and especially not through the election, but after the election. So here Trump gets in office uh, and the Lord says, I, you were there when I started this 40 years ago. I said, Lord, what, what do you mean I was there? He said, you were at Melody Land Christian Center when I brought forward the Second Chronicles 714 movement in 1975. You were there and God was right. I was there, I remembered. Yeah. That, so the, uh, the prophetic prayer movement that has been growing over the last 40 years finally culminated in evangelicals showing up to vote for, you think, President Trump. Well, it culminated, but what the Lord said to me about that was fullness of intercession has been reached in America for your nation. And 40 years, Franklin Graham finished filling the cup of intercession for your nation. This is a positive thing because Second Chronicles 7, 14, we're asking God to intervene. We're asking God to save the nation and to turn it. And he said, Franklin Graham went to all 50 states that filled the cup in fullness is a judicial trigger in scripture. It's your very first judicial trigger in the Bible is fullness. And, and God said to Abraham, your children are going to Egypt. They will be there for 400 years until the iniquity of the Amorites is full. 
So when the iniquity of the Amorites is full, my judicial covenant swings into action for Israel. I will cut off your enemy. I will give you your promised land. That's the first time you see it. And that happened in our nation, Gordon. So in that time in the Bible, it was the iniquity is full, but this time it's the prayers and the cup of intercession that is full. So God has shown mercy to America by allowing us, for example, to reverse the Supreme Court, by putting Neil Gorsuch on the court instead of God knows what who Hillary would have appointed. That would have sent America into oblivion maybe for another 40 years. Donald Trump is a judgment, a God judgment on the past eight years. And uh, the there were three primary policies that were advanced under Obama and that carried death sentences in scripture. Wow. I mean, three of them. Number one is the shedding of innocent blood. That's a death sentence. No nation can do that and not have catastrophic judgments start to hit their country. The abortion industry. The abortion industry, absolutely. I mean, that is, it doesn't make any difference whether you're Democrat or Republican. If you're signing on to that, you're signing on to the judgment of God. Because he says in Scripture, in Genesis, it's one of, the, one of the very first things that God lays out. You shed man's blood, and I will shed your blood. You do not do that. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Al, what are the other two really bad policies that, is, that brought the judgment of God because of the Obama administration after this? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. Are you frustrated at the direction your country is headed? 
Are you ready to fight for a cause and change the world? Do you believe God has called Christians to make a difference? Announcing a new book by Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt entitled How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Dr. Alan Keyes wrote the foreword saying, This book needs to be placed in the hands of every millennial and Bible-believing pastor in America. In How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, Gordon Klingenschmidt equips you with 30 powerful political tools in a 30-day devotional. His 15 inspiring true stories of political victory prove the effectiveness of these methods. You don't even need to get elected to take back your government. By becoming the media, gathering petitions, building an army, and prayerfully fighting the right enemy, you can reverse bad laws and help establish the kingdom of God right now. But if you read this book, you just might get elected too. Order your copy today. It's available in the Superstore at WND.com on Amazon, and you can get the first chapter free right now if you visit the website SchoolofLiberty.org. Again, that's SchoolofLiberty.org. That's SchoolofLiberty.org. It's time to take back your country. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, when President Trump was elected, there were a lot of Christians that would not vote for him because he's not very evangelical. Uh, he, he had all kinds of crude remarks or statements. And yet, despite that, the church vote, Reverend L. Houghton, for, for Donald Trump was off the charts. I mean, evangelicals came out Bible-believing evangelicals to elect him president, why do you think that was? I think because the Holy Spirit began to alert the church. If we have four to eight more years of the same policies that Obama brought, this country is gone, it's history. It will dissolve in destruction and judgment. Wow, so before the break we, you mentioned Abortion was one of Obama's really nasty policies that would bring the judgment of God against us. What were the other two? Well, the other two are in Romans chapter 1, the promotion, the acceptance and promotion of homosexual marriage is a culture judgment guaranteed loss of nation. Romans 1.32. And I didn't write that. You didn't write that. No, that's, that's just in the Bible. And God is very serious about different issues in Scripture. You can tell how many times they reoccur. And it's not only Sodom and Gomorrah that gets a judgment, but then you, you also have a cultural issue with the Benjamites who approve and they, they will not deal justly with that sin. And God commands Israel, you go against the Benjamites and they're destroyed. Then Israel wakes up weeping. How is it that we have now in Israel, we have lost a tribe. So over and over again in yep. scripture, we are reminded that if a nation is going to, if you're going to prove homosexual marriage, I will destroy your culture. That was number two. And I'm just guessing the third one, the bad policy of the Obama administration is to stand against Israel? You absolutely nailed it. And I happen <laughs> I to be, I happen to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, yeah. uh, uh, teaching the day that the, the senators, all 47 or however, however many Democratic senators, they all in lockstep uh, approved 
or, or, or upheld uh, Obama's uh, uh, pact with Iran. So even Netanyahu came and said, please don't do it. It guarantees the destruction of Israel. It guarantees their path to the bomb. And when Netanyahu spoke in Congress, the Democrats got up and left. The Vice President Biden boycotted the Netanyahu speech. How can, and, and then the Obama administration thumbed their nose in this UN resolution against Israel as he was uh, going out the door. How many ways can America offend God's chosen people and get away with it. This is bringing the judgment of God. It guarantees the judgment of God. That's what we were looking at. And in when I was there on the, the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, um, I heard the oohs and ahs in the crowd because the Lord gave me the toughest judgment I've ever had to pray. And I declared it over every enemy of God in Washington, D.C., in the Senate, in the House, in, in the both political parties. God gave us a covenant we could have mercy, but you keep poking God in the eye. You're spitting in God's face. The Democratic Party has chosen to do that. Some of the Republican Party fully funded uh, what they did and have signed on. And so as a nation, we're in deep, deep trouble. Well, here's the good news. I, I, I really didn't think. God's br br pointing the arrow. It's not us who are pointing the arrow. No, it's, it's God who does the judgment. Right. We, we have nations now that are firing nuclear weapons and are aiming. They've already told us they're, sh they're going to shoot toward us. That's in North Korea. Why, why is that happening to America? Because America was in deep, deep trouble. And then, and then we got an amazing intervention. God even spoke to, to the Amish and the Mennonites. To show who, up and vote. To show up and vote, turn to Pennsylvania. Turn, that was a God intervention. Yeah. We need to recognize God intervened. To have mercy. To have mercy on America. Yeah. And that mercy, he told me, he started a, the unfolding of Joel 2 from verse 17 on to the end of the chapter. We're, we're going to explain that right after this commercial break, and we're going to talk about how that ties into his book, Jesus and Justice, is part two of the trilogy, right after this. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now.
Are you frustrated at the direction your country is headed? Are you ready to fight for a cause and change the world? Do you believe God has called Christians to make a difference? Announcing a new book by Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt entitled How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Dr. Alan Keyes wrote the foreword saying, this book needs to be placed in the hands of every millennial and Bible-believing pastor in America. This book teaches 30 powerful political tools in a 30-day devotional that will change your life and give you power. It comes with 15 inspiring true stories of political victory. You don't even need to get elected to take back your government. But if you read this book, you just might get elected too. Order your copy today. It's available in the Superstore at WND.com on Amazon and you can get the first chapter free right now if you visit the website SchoolofLiberty.org. That's SchoolofLiberty.org. It's time to take back your country. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. Dr. Chaps talking with Al Houghton. Al, you wrote part two of your trilogy, Jesus and Justice, and this talks a lot about imprecatory prayers, or I, I, people mislabel it as curse prayers. I don't think it's that. It's praying for God to give justice against your enemies. Why do you see Jesus as a judge? I see Jesus as a judge because he is presented in Scripture. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is, is uh, Hebrews. But we see him in the beginning as a judge. When Jesus comes on the scene, we see him as a judge in the temple. He makes his own weapon, a whip. He turns over the tables of the money changers. And he says, out, you, you have turned my house of prayer into a den of thieves. So he went judicial. Well. He goes judicial in the book of uh, Revelation. Revelation is full of judicial interventions, but the thing you have to know about God's judgment. He comes with the white horse and he has a sword and he's gonna clean yes, the house. Yes, he is, absolutely. It's starting the church. All judgment begins in the church. Yeah. But all judgments have the purpose of saving. The very first uh, judgment is Sodom, major judgment, Sodom, and after the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, yep. second, sorry, second major judgment uh, after the flood is Sodom and Gomorrah. But God stops in Genesis 18 and says, Abraham, I'm going to let you know what I'm doing. What are you going to do about it? And I know you. You will teach or train your children. You will keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and judgment. And the first judgment, oh, I want the church to hear this. The first judgment of Scripture that Abraham cries out for saves his family because Sodom and Gomorrah has been judged full of iniquity. It is on the docket for destruction. And Abraham's judicial intervention, his judicial prayer, saves his family from that destruction. So it's kind of like we're praying for justice so that God can save the good guys from the evil that is being done to them by the bad guys. That's a natural justice prayer. There's nothing even controversial about that to me. No, to me either. I mean, that is Moses, the way God works. Moses probably prayed that way when leading the people in the Exodus away from Pharaoh. Moses had to pray when he brought Israel out, he had to pray four times judicially to save the nation because God was so mad at some of the people in it, he was going to destroy the whole nation. So what Moses had to do 
in order to save the nation. He had to say, Lord, please don't do this. Don't destroy the whole nation. Of Israel. Of Israel. Yeah. How about the perpetrators, the 3,000 in sexual sin? Each time he narrowed the judgment through prayer, through his relationship, through intercession, he narrowed the judgment off of the nation to save the nation, and, and he had to offer then the perpetrators. So you think God has shown mercy to America because of 40 years of, of intercession by electing Donald Trump, and you have a scripture from Joel 2. I do. And actually, Joel 2, beginning in verse 17, it's a progression. The Lord said to me, this progression is unfolding in Joel. Let the priests weep between the porch and the altar. There's the intercession. Okay. The Lord said, that's full. Then the intervention is, okay, I will remove your army, your uh, enemies. I will begin to deal with your enemies. And I will give rain the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. One of the assignments... Prosperity. One of the assignments of Donald Trump is to restore the damage, destruction, and death that was wrought through regulation under eight years of Obama's utter destruction, businesses closing, I mean, going overseas. And now we've had 50 record highs in the Dow Jones Industrial Average since election day. The, the economy has added $3 trillion and how many countless jobs. I mean, people are clamoring to come to America because there's so, so much prosperity here. Donald Trump was a mercy of God to the economy, to every American, because he would reverse what was destroying our jobs and, and uh, uh, start a flow in the totally different direction because the church has to win nations in the last day. That's yeah. expensive. Would you lead our audience in prayer during this political season? It's, it's you know, Donald Trump's almost six months into his presidency, but he's facing a lot of pushback. Our audience wants to pray with you. How would you pray with us? I would invoke the covenant of sure mercy over Donald Trump, over the nation and over Donald Trump yes. and over his assignment from God to restore the economy of America. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now we invoke the covenant of sure mercy over the United States of America. Father, over our jobs, over our exports, Father, over everything that you have ordained this nation to bring in because of all the people that we take the gospel to. Lord, in Jesus' name, have mercy on America. Bless Trump. Now deal with his enemies. And Father, if they will not turn, then Father, take them out of office, take them out of position. Lord, in Jesus' name, begin to show up in favor of this nation by what you are doing with our president. Protect him. Father, give him wisdom. Give him understanding. In Jesus' name, make a crooked path straight before him. And Father, let him finish his assignment in restoring this economy. We call forth the fullness of your blessing as only you can bring it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Our guest has been Reverend Al Houghton. Tomorrow, we will have him again for part three of the trilogy, God's Layered Love. You can get his newsletter, wordatwork.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit or call us for prayer at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.
Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.